Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have a feature interview with the manager of Canada's Farm Show, presented by Viterra, which opens tomorrow in Regina. More than 500 exhibitors will have the latest in high-tech farm equipment on display for the next three days will be visitors from over 45 nations. We have a look at the wild weather during the past couple days in southern Saskatchewan. Record heat, hail, high winds and heavy rain. Real Agriculture looks at flea beetle control. We have an update on a sea and rail labour dispute. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. More than 30,000 people are expected through the gates in Regina this week at Canada's Farm Show. Manager Shirley Janesco says the show opens tomorrow at Evraz Place. It's starting to shape up fantastic. We have uh, probably about uh, 75% of our exhibitors in place. And today is doing a lot of dry runs of uh, events that are going to be taking on taking place during our show. So it's a, it's a busy place today. Tell me about some of the highlights for tomorrow opening day. Tomorrow we're going to be kicking off our, our innovation. Um, I'm going to start that again, Jim. We're going to kick off our Launchpad Innovation Stage tomorrow at uh, 9.45 a.m. with a blessing from Elder Betty. And our program begins uh, right after that for the full day. How big is the innovations area this year? We have 26 innovations in that uh, innovation pavilion today, this, this year. Give me a few highlights. We have a Prairie Clean Energy going to be in there, and they're launching their biomass fuel uh, using three different types of, of what would be considered waste for our farmers. Uh, we have Ag-Minded Research, who is launching their brand-new tea bin. That's an absolute must-see. It's just located outside because of its, uh, the size of it. And we also have the Omni 3 from Raven going to be at our show this year. Tell me about some of the major conferences that you've got going on. We have our Empowering Women's Conference being held on Wednesday, June the 22nd. We have the Ag Tech kickoff. That's happening on Tuesday. It's happening tomorrow afternoon. We have the Ag Tech finale tomorrow at 3 o'clock. It's an absolute must-see. And then we have the Ag Tech demo day, which is 18 companies getting up in front of investors and, and the general public and, and pitching their company, their startup company. And one of those 18 will be winning a huge prize. 
You've also got professional bull riding. Yeah, we're really excited about our professional bull riding event this year. It's going to be a great, great networking event. So it's the best of the best. It's uh, you know, a couple of hours of, of action-packed bull riding. Tell me about the number of exhibitors this year. We have over 500 exhibitor spaces throughout our hall this year, some of them being the bulk space and uh, some being a 10 by 10. So just a huge opportunity to, to see, uh, you know, all things that are happening in the ag industry right now. How many foreign visitors? We have uh, many delegations coming. We would have, you know, hundreds of, of international visitors register for our show each year. We do have delegations from Ethiopia, India, Vietnam, UAE, Australia, United States, China. The list just goes on. How many different countries and why do they come here? Uh, we have 48 countries registered to be at our, sh our show this year. They come to see our equipment and our technology. So they're wanting to see the latest in dryland farming equipment? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there much business done at this show? Yes, there is. Like we, we track our international sales, and it's not uncommon for there to be hundreds of millions of dollars of equipment bought by dealers throughout the world at our event. Hundreds of millions? That's a lot of money. It, the show is a big, a lot of money. big item. It's a big item. It's a big item. We're pleasantly surprised by the interest of uh, this event internationally because of you know, the state of the world as well as just coming out of the pandemic. So we're very excited. We have a couple of anniversary celebrations we're going to be hosting at our show this year on June the 22nd. Degelman Industries is celebrating 60 years in business, and Agtron Enterprises is celebrating 40 years in business. So we're really excited to be hosting those events for those two companies. And opening day, it's Indigenous Peoples Day tomorrow, correct? Yes, it is. Yes, when we do open up with Cadmus DeLorne. Chief Cadmus DeLorne will be uh, presenting tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Canada's Farm Show opens tomorrow in Regina and wraps up on Thursday. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620CKR.com. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families. In Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. There was some wild weather across southern Saskatchewan during the past few days. Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang says there was record high temperatures, tennis ball size hail and heavy rain causing local flooding. Yeah, there were a number of uh, of uh, heat records that uh, did fall on Saturday, and then of course it uh, you know it uh, moved off more into uh, Manitoba. So it was mostly across southern Saskatchewan, uh, not through central Saskatchewan, but Assiniboia, Broadview, Elbow, Lucky Lake, Melfort, Moose Jaw, Outlook, Regina, Rockland, Saskatoon and watchers all set new records, and they were all in the low to mid-30s. Looks like one of the warmest temperatures was in Moose Jaw. They set a new record of 35.9 and broke the old one of 33.9 set in 1986, and they have a long period of record, so that's pretty significant. What's the Regina number? For Regina, the new uh, high temperature was 35.1, broke the old record of 33.2, also set in 1988. That was a very hot year. And uh, the records have been kept since 1883, so another long period of record there. I understand there was some hail across the grain belt. What size and where? 
Well, on Saturday, we saw uh, upwards of about ping pong to golf ball size hail, and that was more in that the west central areas a little bit and a little bit further north, like around Peyton and in uh, in those areas. Those are about the size that we, the, you know, maximum size that we got on Saturday. And then yesterday, we had a number of reports in the southeast, as large as tennis balls, if you can believe that, um, in the Windhorst area, baseball size in the Corning area and baseball size also in the uh, Lang Bank area. We also had reports of some really strong winds with lots of wind damage. People thought it was a tornado, but all signs point to the fact that it was probably straight line winds or what we call plow winds here. And estimates are probably in the 100 to 120 kilometer per hour range. So that's, that can be damaging winds, right? Very damaging. I mean, those are the, the strengths of a EF1 tornado. It's just it's more widespread. People, you know, think that, you know, when the winds are that strong, it's always a tornado. But these plow winds can actually cause a lot more damage uh, than tornadoes can because they can spread over a much larger area. Where were these plow winds? Well, we saw lots of damage through uh, the Ocean Man First Nation, Kipling, Rokenville, and all those areas through there, uh, Wellwind. Those are the types of damage that we saw there. Tell me about the rain. I understand there was some localized flooding? We did see some localized flooding, um, you know, in, in many communities, notably Melville and Rokenville. When these the thunder showers come through, they tend to dump those, you know, heavy amounts of rain in a very short period of time, and they tend to be worse in towns and cities because lots of things are paved over, so there's nowhere for the rain to go. So it looks a lot worse um, in the towns and, and cities. How much rain? We have no clue because uh, none of the, we didn't hit any of the weather stations. So uh, it would be nice to get some estimates from people, and we're you know still scanning social media to try and get some estimates. What's the outlook for the next few days for Southern Saskatchewan? Well, it's pretty unsettled for the next couple days, next two days. There's uh, those showers and thunder showers are still floating around. Heaviest amounts it looks like will be in that southwest corner towards Cypress Hills. Looks like Swift Current will finally pick up some rain. They've been kind of missing all the, the storms and stuff like that. So uh, then a bit of a break. And then again, it looks a little bit stormy again for uh, Thursday. So something to keep an eye on. And the long range, a little bit longer, week or two? Well, sort of. I think we're going to continue in this sort of up and down pattern. Uh, I think we will get a little bit of heat on Thursday before uh, the probability of you know more storms or whatever. But we seem to be in this unsettled pattern that uh, you know we get a little bit of a break and then back into the stormy business and then a little bit of a, a break and then back again. So more of a typical June uh, than what we saw last year. Terry Lang is a meteorologist with Environment Canada. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. I'm back here today with another Canola School episode, and I have here with me Hector Carcamo, who is a research scientist with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. So what sort of conditions do the flea beetles like? We mentioned drought. They really like those dry conditions, but how, do, how does heat impact them? Well, that's a very good question because it uh, depends, and I'm sure people will always say it always depends on something right uh, with flea beetles it depends where you are because uh, we have two species of flea beetles in uh, in the prairies in Canada if you are in the south 
where you have drier conditions, uh, especially in southern Alberta, southern Saskatchewan, basically in the brown soil zones, or the, if you prefer the uh, vegetational terms, in the mixed grass or short grass prairies, you have uh, the black crucifer flea beetle. If you are in a more northern area, more humid areas, such as in the parklands, where there's more aspen forests, or in northern Alberta and northern Manitoba, then you will have more of the dry flea beetle. In fact, uh, the parklands extending to southern Manitoba also, like around Winnipeg. So around there, they have more of the, uh, the striped flea beetle, and that is a very different beast. So that one likes uh, more cold conditions, and also it likes more humid conditions. Whereas the crucifer flea beetle, the black shiny one that we have around here in southern Alberta, that one likes like the heat, it likes dry conditions. So last year was a really good year for flea beetles. Uh, we saw the plants just way overcrowding of, uh, of canola plants at the, uh, at the pod stage. And uh, this year I have, I have seen uh, flea beetles on flixweed. I think flixweed is a very good plant it's a sentinel plant to, uh, to uh, monitor insects like flea beetles, ligus, bugs, cabbage, hippos, weevils. Almost all these insects that are attracted to canola, they, they, they love flixweed. And I have seen so many flea beetles now on flixweed. It's, uh, it's very easy to collect. Uh, I think I collected something like 4,000 in, in about two minutes sweeping uh, flixweed. So they're very, very abundant. When you're looking at the different kinds, uh, the crucifer and the striped flea beetle, um is there different thresholds between the two of them? We, we um, recommend the same thresholds. Uh, it, it seems that the amount of feeding they do has about the same level of damage. Uh, the timing is really important, right? So if you are in southern Alberta, uh, traditionally, and, and things are changing a little bit because we had a series, uh, probably we, we don't remember anymore, but uh, from about 2009, we had about three or four years of uh, fairly, fairly humid years, and that cause a bit of a shift in the species composition in our area so we we started to see a few more of the strife flea beetles so if you have a combination of the two insects it's very difficult to predict what will happen but normally if we have a, a dominance of the crucifer flea beetle if you plant your canola as early as you can and yes i know you have to avoid frost also <laughs> don't plant way too early but if you plant early enough say you know late april early may you have a good chance of escaping the peak of the crucifer flea beetle. Now, if you plant late, and especially if you are the last one to plant, right, uh, you, could, you could end up with lots of uh, crucifer flea beetles. If you live in northern Alberta, it's the opposite. If you plant the earliest, then you are probably going to be the trap crop for this striped flea beetle because that one comes out a little bit earlier. It, it wakes up from their sleep after the overwintering period and it will, it will come to whatever canola is planted the earliest. So some farmers there, they actually wait until their neighbors plant. <laughs> he or she will get the flea beetles and <laughs> then you will be safe. So. so you're mentioning some trap crops. Is there any research surrounding that right now on uh, actually seeding trap crops for flea beetles? Because uh, we, we, we do know what an impact those flea beetles can have. Yes, um, um, I've done a little bit of work we, we tried to use uh, to see if they if they didn't like yellow mustard because there was a lab study that showed that they 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 don't prefer yellow mustard as much as canola, but in reality, in a field condition, they will eat just the same. And I think you people have experience already planting mustard. And if there's nothing else around, they will eat it. So some of these trap crops only work 
relatively speaking, if it's in relation to another crop. So if, if the Filipinos have the option to eat canola or yellow mustard side by side, they will go after the, the, uh, the canola. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at Real Agriculture. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, 30% chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm. The high today, 23. 60% chance of evening showers and risk of a thunderstorm the low 12. Tomorrow mainly cloudy, 60% chance of showers, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50 and a high of 19, the low 11. Wednesday sunny, the high 27, the low 11. Thursday sunny, the high 29, 60% chance of evening showers Thursday with a low 11. Friday sunny, the high 22, 60% chance of evening showers Friday, the low 11. Partly cloudy Saturday, the high 20, the low 9. Sunday sunny, the high 22. Normal high for this date, 24. The normal low is 10. The sun rose at 4.47 this morning. It sets at 9.13 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Estevan at 24. The cold spot up north, Key Lake, at 14. Once again, Estevan is the hot spot, 24. Saskatoon, 20. Swift Current, 18. Weyburn, 23. Yorkton is 19. Light rain in Regina right now, it's 22. That's 72 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest at 11. Humidity is 62%. The barometric pressure rising 101.1. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 23. Winds are from the west at 8. Once again, Regina, light rain and 22. That's 72 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Saskatchewan rural residents are being asked to help reduce poaching of game animals and other environmental crime. The chair of SaskTip, Lauren Scott, says the nonprofit group is dedicated to helping conservation officers protect Saskatchewan's natural resources. Well, unlike hunting and season in the fall, during the summer, many people are out and about camping, hiking, fishing, and quite often they come across people or at least sites where garbage had been dumped and uh, certainly uh, things like campfires not properly extinguished and things like that. So it's more of a recreation observations that people, if they see things that are a threat to the environment or a crime to the environment, they should give the SAS tip line a call. Does this happen that much? Is that a common problem? 
Yes, it is. Yes, yes. Garbage is uh, quite often dumped. There has been cases where tires have been taken and dumped in the forest. And uh, yeah, so it, it is. Uh, it is a problem. Chemical containers that are not properly uh, collected, although there is a recycling program for them, that is getting better. So SAS Tips has been set up to help people avoid or stop this problem of environmental damage and loss and illegal hunting. Just how does someone get a hold of SAS Tips? We have a toll-free uh, line, 1-800-667-7561 or star 5555 on your cell phone. So we're also, though, approaching fishing season in Saskatchewan. What, what should people look at there? Well, again, there's individuals, unfortunately, that feel that they have the right to harvest more fish than they are allowed. And again, if there's any evidence of this, the public is our eyes and ears out there. Uh, conservation officers can't be everywhere. And so we, we just ask people to respect the environment and our resources. And if they see violations, to uh, give the SAS tip line a call. Why should someone report, though, overhunting or overfishing? It's just, it, you know, it's, it's there anyway. Well, it, it is. And every time this happens, our public resources, animals and fish and trees and resources belong to everybody. And when somebody abuses them, and it's, uh, they're stealing from the public. And the, unfortunately, the wildlife in this habitat cannot speak. So it's up to us to be the eyes and ears out there. And unfortunately, due to various pressures, the uh, number of animals and fish and other activities or resources are continue to decline in numbers. Again, how does someone report that kind of crime? Again, uh, 1-800-667-7561 or star 5555 on your cell phone. And you do not have to leave your name and number if you don't wish to. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Canadian National Railway says it has gone the extra mile to meet union demands amid a strike by signal and electrical workers who say the concessions do not go far enough. About 750 CN employees represented by the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers walked off the job across the country Saturday morning. In an open letter to employees, CN Chief Operating Officer Rob Riley says the railway met or exceeded every one of the union's demands, including a 10% wage hike over three years and better schedules ensuring two consecutive days off. Union negotiator Steve Martin says in an interview that the claim is technically accurate but misleading, with offers to improve conditions and compensation amounting to small increases. CN says operations remain uninterrupted under its contingency plan. It continues to encourage the union to end the strike through an agreement or binding arbitration. Martin says the union is unwilling to consider arbitration at the moment, but that it filed a counteroffer Sunday afternoon and remains in contact with the company. The European Union's foreign policy chief is calling on Russia to lift its blockade of Ukrainian ports to help deliver millions of tons of grain waiting to be exported. 
Joseph Burrell says he's hopeful that Russia and the United Nations will reach an agreement. One cannot imagine that uh, millions of tons of wheat remain blocked in Ukraine while in the rest of the world people are suffering hunger. This is a real war crime. EU diplomats are gathered in Luxembourg for talks on the impact of food shortages caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber and Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola went down 36.30 at 9.37.42. One red spring wheat dropped 17 cents at 504.37. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 606.27. Feed barley, 373.34. Chickpeas, 999.99. Flax, 1062.67. Oats, 451.53. Yellow peas, 604.65. Feed wheat, 378.30. U.S. markets are closed today for holiday. At Minneapolis, July spring wheat closed Friday at 11.69 and a half cents a bushel, down 36 and three quarter cents. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee, bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swiftcart. We had 1,250 cattle last week, with mainly cows on offer or cows and calves. Here are the quotations. D1 and 2 cows were $1, $1.15, one sale to dollar seventeen. These three cows, eighty-five to dollar. Mature bulls, over two thousand pounds, a dollar fifteen to dollar thirty-eight. Medium bulls, ninety to dollar ten. Half reds, dollar fifteen to dollar thirty. Big thousand-pound open heifers were bringing a dollar twenty-five to dollar fifty. Good young pairs were twenty-four hundred up to three thousand dollars. Medium pairs, 2000 to 2400 Old pairs, 1500 to 2000 Our next cow-calf pair sale will be Thursday, June the 30th, with 300 head on offer. This has been Lee from Heartland Livestock and Swift Cart. Good day and good marketing. And today's pork prices, two forty six ninety nine per CKG. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandaco. Talk to your Mandaco dealer or visit mandaco.com to learn more about Mandaco land rollers and tillage equipment. The Saskatchewan government has proclaimed this week as Native Prairie Appreciation Week. Native Prairie grassland is one of the most diverse ecosystems on Earth. Native Prairie ecosystems are some of the most at-risk areas in the world. Native Prairie Appreciation Week is an effort to draw attention to the need to conserve these important areas. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says producers are aware that sustainable grazing management of native pastures supports biodiversity and will maintain this ecosystem for generations. A variety of activities are planned by the Saskatchewan Prairie Conservation Action Plan, including urban awareness booths at the Regina, Swift Current and Moose Jaw Farmers Markets, giving away native seed packets, an activity checklist 
a youth poster contest, social media photo contest, webinar and pasture tour planned with the Society for Range Management. On the markets, the TSX is up 225 points to 19,155. The Dow has dropped 38 points to 29,888. Oil has risen 88 cents at 108.87 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is unchanged at 77 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive pre-emergent herbicide.